Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Oh, let me tell you, we got just jam-packed show today. Plenty going on in Flyers land. Um, I'm kidding. There isn't. Uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. <laughs> I'm going to use this time to thank... Uh... BSH radio listener Bill Church at Billy Moonshine on Twitter.com who diagnosed and solved my broken air conditioner issue through Twitter. Nice. Yeah, it was very helpful. Evidently, uh, on your breaker panel, there's switches for the AC that can blow. Never would have thought to look there. And they were blown. I he do was know nice. that because my air conditioner broke earlier this summer. Yeah, I was like actively collecting phone numbers of repair people and this dude just was just like hey did you check that thing I checked it and there it was so That's amazing once again la- twitter remains undefeated last week i thought it, uh, i have well water and i thought i needed a whole new pump and oh, no. uh i was showing the plumber like what i've been doing to circumvent the issues i've been having and he's like let me see and i just showed him how i hit the thing and he goes oh well that means your switch is just bad let me replace that. And it was like 300 instead of 4,000. And I was fucking nice. pumped. We love to see <laughs> yeah. it. He's like, oh, I'm glad we you... We sh- love homeowner bullshit time. <laughs> I'm glad you showed me that you've been kicking the thing to make it work, because that shows me there's a short, and all you need is a new switch. <laughs> like, well. Kicking it kicking it works yeah. like 7 to, out of 10 times. Kicking it or hitting it will work 7 out of 10 times. That's true. I'll, I'll like Ava will be in the shower and she'll be like, Bill, the water stopped. I'll be like, hold on, go downstairs, <laughs> kick the fucking thing. It turns back on. That's amazing. Uh, Stephlish is D, Steph Driver. Um, so I've been trying to figure out how I can be engaged in the Flyers season 
right? Because that is coming up. Training camp starts soon. <sighs> and my answer is I'm knitting Kelly a blanket and it's behind me. It's I'm actually crocheting it. It's behind me in frame. Kelly, this is your blanket. Get a load of this, that. This one. That sure is a blanket. That's um that's how I'm preparing for this flyer season. I'm keeping my hands busy so that I cannot throw things at my TV. Well, there you go. Uh, I really have nothing to say about this team. I'm sorry. The uh, the last time we did a show, I believe, is when we were speculating that Nas Kadri was basically an islander. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> was it later that day or the next day? It, it came might out have been the next day that yeah. he signed with Calgary, and of course, along with that news came the news that Calgary was able to move Sean Monahan hmm. and his. His nearly $7 million salary uh, in order to make room for Nas Kadri. And really, curious. It, it, it cracks you up. It, it really must make you fucking laugh that it's able to happen that Sean Monahan, while younger, also nowhere near as productive as James Van Reemsdyk. And ha- has had like seven hip surgeries. Yeah, like his A body doesn't injuries, work. Yeah. <laughs> like Calgary... And and what they had to attach to him was a conditional 2025 first. 2025. So everyone out. Well, the they would have had. They would have had to attach to 2023. No, they fucking wouldn't. One. No. No, they wouldn't if they didn't like give away all their second round picks already. And two. No, they wouldn't if you just fucking negotiated a little bit. Right. Chuck. Perhaps that's what they were asking for. Yeah. But that's not how it works. You don't just you know. Give them the things that they yeah. ask for. Like, I don't know if Chuck's ever done this job Hold before. on. That doesn't sound like hockey. You don't just give the other team everything they ask for. Chuck's a nice it, guy. He likes unfucking... to work with people. Yeah. It, it, no wonder he's so well-liked. It's unfucking believable And it's, let me just start off saying, no. Johnny Goudreau does not solve all this team's problems. But since it's clear they're not tanking, he makes you maybe a playoff team. And right now this team's like an 80-point team in a, in a conference where all eight playoff teams had 100 points. Like, that's where they're at right now. I mean, John solves one problem in that he gives us something to look forward to and enjoy. Yeah. He also makes <laughs> me want to watch all 82 games that I have to watch this year rather yeah. than blow my fucking brains out, which is what this roster currently makes me want to do. Yeah. Also, oh, Okay, the- good. So we all came back to my quick hit in the beginning. The 80-point the eighty point thing? I, I don't know anymore. I, some days I think to myself, you know what? They can be good. And then some days, like today, I think to myself, mm, maybe 65 points. I think they are true talent, like a bottom-of-the-barrel team. And they'll just beat up on enough other mediocre teams, and John Tortorella will do fucking John Tortorella shit, and they'll be a mediocre team. Like, that's. We have a question earlier. I took mailbag questions, and one of them is a uh, worst case scenario for this year. Worst case scenario is what I think is going to happen 80, 85 points. Like, worst the worst thing scenario. you can possibly be is mediocre, and that's what I think they've built. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... I still feel like 80 is too high. They lose Carter Hart for five minutes and they're fucked up and down, so... We'll see. I actually had to ask you today, who, 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 pst, is the backup goalie? He's That's... a non-playing character called Troy... Troy? <laughs> Troy? Grosnick? Grosnick? Yeah, Grosnick. 
there's a there's a pitcher in baseball, Tony Gonsolin, and I keep thinking it's him, but it's not. It's something no, else. It's definitely an NHL goaltender who's definitely played NHL games before. Four of them. depend on him. His name is Troy. It makes me think of Troy McClure from The Simpsons, and you could trust him. <laughs> I just, it's got to be Felix, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, just, I, don't I know. saw... I saw be like, both of them. I saw a list of the New Jersey numbers and everything, and Groznik was listed. I was like, oh, so this is a real... We're doing this, huh? Oh, we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> this is we're going all the way, baby. <laughs> we're doing it. So I did see uh, Ristolainen will be changing his jersey number from 70 to 55. So for everyone out there who got a jersey, uh, maybe the they'll Ristolainen's. do free. Ooh, sorry, maybe they'll Maybe they'll give you a... A Maybe they'll give you a free changeover. Like that would be nice, right? For the, the like Nick Schultz special of the fifty-five. For the uh, for the like eight to twelve people who bought a Rasmus <laughs> Ristolainen jersey, or like the guy who got it on jersey off my back night on Fan Appreciation Day or whatever. Like yeah. they'll change it over for you, right? That would be they a should. nice. That would be a nice reach out thing. Here's a very easy community reach out thing for anyone. You know, I know you're the listening flyers, out there. You're listening, Listen flyers. To just, just change them over for people. That's that's an easy one. It's an easy one. There's not, it's people, not a lot. There ain't gonna be it, a lot. Because here's the thing: it gets people to a game. Say, bring your yep. jersey to a game. Your ass is in the seat for the entire sixty minutes. We will switch your jersey for you. <laughs> that's easy. Okay, but really, it's eight people, right? Like, do they really need to announce well, this jersey changeover thing for eight people? Uh, you know, yeah, send out an email. You could, nice. you could probably fill a row. Well, remember what happened the last time this week. The Flyers sent yeah, they, an email. They spelt their only good player's name wrong. <laughs> Honestly, so like, here's the thing. This organization right? is I work just... in sports. We you all do? work in sports. We all work in sports to some degree. I work in water production. You, <laughs> you fucking auto-save those names. You save the names. You save them. Co- copy and paste, bud. I mean, Sandheim's not a hard one. It's not. And how no. many how many eyes have to go on an email like that before it goes oh, out? Oh, none. Almost none. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I would say not, not many. You one or think? two. Oh, I, I think I there should. like, the person that wrote it, and then they probably have a boss, and then, like, Coit or something. Like, somebody no, in no, it's, high it's, up. It's, no, no? It's, I think it's the person who wrote the copy. This is this is just me guessing. I don't know. I don't know. But I and then I believe probably the person in marketing that does email campaigns, um, and then they just send it. The guy and who it's made the graphic through what? So the guy who made the graphic, and then the person who received the graphic in an email and didn't fucking proof it. Those are the amount of people yeah. who saw the thing that went into the email. That's that's my guess. It's but just... like. You have to have, on your computer and on your phone, you have to have these names, no matter what your fingers slam down on, you have to have these <laughs> names just auto-saved it, and auto-correct. Sandheim's not a hard one. This isn't Couturier or Ristolainen. This one's real easy. Also, like, here's the thing. I'm dumb as fuck, and I make typos constantly. So every time I type a work email... I read that bitch four times through before I hit the send button because the likelihood is I fucked something up. Unfortunately. Maybe, maybe the flyers, you read each email maybe two times. 
like Two if times. they were i just smash send if i have to t- retract later i will <laughs> if they were the least bit competent this wouldn't even be a thing but it's just like every it's... so every level of the organization is inept that's what you're everyone <laughs> we're down to the copywriters that probably make like 30 grand a year yeah they're well, fucked too so here's the thing right like, remember, you all remember, because we were all here, shit the beach. It was funny. It was funny. Because we didn't hate the team. That was a tweet, though. Yeah. No, so, yeah, like, you know, you fuck up a tweet, it goes out. Yeah. I feel like, it, like a marketing email has to have, you guys are saying two pairs of eyes. I, it's got to be a minimum of two pairs of eyes. Somebody should know how to spell Travis Sanheim's name and, and, and see it. I, I really don't think that there's many people who see and proofread these. But maybe it's time to add a couple. Every person, every person who works in the organization should know how to spell Travis Sanheim's name. Just an idea. It's It, it wouldn't be that difficult, but whatever. Uh, it, I'm, it's but also, also, it's a really easy grammar rule. Right? I before E except after C. Yeah, but H E I M. That rule doesn't actually apply to anything. No, that's it. Fake really role. doesn't. No, that's a fake rule. So it's how many IEs I, are there? I, except I, like, I also fucked it up. At the end of words, there's IEs, but that's it. It's always E I. Stephanie A-N-I-E Driver wrote is the, the end of my name. Anyway, I just wanted to bring up the number change thing because I finally get to make use of my old 55 Chris Gratton jersey. Love pull that, that Pull that thing out of retirement. It's got to be somewhere. Uh, so Nas Kadri, we covered that. It's hilarious that uh, Chuck Fletcher just doesn't negotiate, apparently. A worse player who makes the same amount of money got traded for a conditional 2025 to we dump the salary. We could all be dead by 2025. It's likely. The league could uh, the have league to fold. Could fold. Seriously, because it's so fucked. Again, the league likely. could fold by 2025. Uh, everything's I just, good. Anyway, uh, it's so all going well. John Tortorella, I guess, sat down with an interview for an interview with Adam Kimmelman, and I guess the only thing that really came out of it on NHL.com was the Ryan Ellis stuff. And the biggest thing I took away from that was I can't believe this is a story. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> truly the, shocking revelation the from John Tortorella. Now, it's it's funny because they gave us that fake timeline of, oh, well, he's he thinks he'll be ready for camp and all that shit. And this is all going according to my timeline of sometime between Halloween and Thanksgiving, he will be getting surgery. This is a guarantee. This is 100% going to happen. If it doesn't, go ahead and bring up this clip and shame me with it. But I think I'm going to win this bet. Uh, like, it's all going so perfectly to plan that he's not going to be a part of this team. It's almost hilarious if it wasn't their only chance to be any good this year. He might never play a game for the Flyers. I'm leaning towards that. Like, I don't know that his career is over, but he literally might never play for That's, the Flyers. If he doesn't play this season, you have to get rid of him. Yeah. You, you can't have two years where he doesn't play and then go, okay, he's back. Like, that's a waste of my fucking time. I don't want to see him at that well, point. Well, what are you going to... Is that the end of his contract? No. He has plenty of time left. So like four you years? You pay to get rid of him or you buy him out. 
or yeah. you come to some I sort of ladder. You come to some Maybe sort of retires. You come to some sort of agreement with him, like the like the Mike Richards thing. Like you have to figure out a way out of this contract. You're oh. paying him not to play. Good news. We've got Dean Lombardi. He can simply place drugs into Ryan Ellis's back. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Allegedly parody. Parody. I Anyone who lets Dean Lombardi near their near their <laughs> luggage is, gets what they ask for if he asks. So I just feel like it feels like a very Jack Eichel. The team and the player are not in any sort of agreement on what we're doing here, and things are contentious, and it, it's just not gonna. I don't. You think that things are contentious? I think that if I bet they're not they, great. If they weren't, we would see more of Ryan Ellis. Like, we don't see him ever. Yeah. He's not yeah, like, around ever. Joel Farabee's going to miss the start of the season, but they put out a wallpaper Wednesday for him, you know? Yeah. Shit like, like that. <laughs> like, Ryan Ellis functions. I know it's stupid, but like, it's a thing. He's no, got no, a no. You're totally bad, right. He's, you're totally right. He's got a bad I, neck, th- and they're like, here, he's still part of the team. The the reason that I didn't think it was contentious is because, I mean, Jack Eichel was outright saying they're not letting me get this surgery, whereas we haven't heard from Ryan Ellis. I mean, he just might not be the kind of guy to, like, it does. Yeah, it. I don't think that he is. I think he's very much a keep-to-himself type of dude, but that's, I mean, you make really good points. He hasn't been around at all. I mean, I would imagine that the Flyers, like, like Bill said, he 100% is going to need to get surgery, without yeah. question. Oh, yeah. I would assume that the Flyers wanted him to get that surgery ages December. ago. Yeah. And he was like, nah, I can do it another way. And they were like, no, please, I beg of you, get the surgery. And he was like, no, don't want to. And so that's kind of where we are. And eventually he's just going to realize for himself that no amount of like, I don't know, stretching and yoga is going to fix the several layers of injury that he has from nipples to balls. It's they did, I didn't notice before, maybe it came out, but in this interview, there was mention of, like, the pelvic region, which, not shocking, it's, it's another sports Well, hernia. that narrows it down, we're not going all the way up to nips, maybe but belly button. It's, it's just another Dick fucking core, mu- it's just another core muscle yeah. injury, like, it's, a, it's some version all, of a sports hernia. It's all connected hernia. in there, yeah. 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 This year, yeah. and four more. What? My... See, I get the opposite read from Kelly. Like, my view is that the Flyers didn't want him to get the surgery. Like, they would rather do anything other than put this guy under the knife because they don't actually know what's wrong with him. Like, that's, that's the read that I get. Either way, the whole situation is fucked. So this, just to quote this article... A multi, yeah, yeah, I haven't read it. A multi-layered issue involving the complex of the whole pelvic region. Like, that sounds... Did his dick fall off? That sounds like his dick fell off. His dick fell off. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. How I'm does this shit keep happening Sorry, to us? Sorry, Ryan Ellis. R.I.P. What are the Flyers doing in the training room that is leading to dicks falling off more than once on one of their players? <laughs> I want to know what's happening in the training room. No, but like in all in all seriousness, how do we keep having these? Like nobody ever just breaks their fucking foot and is out for six weeks. Like I would kill for the days of Michael Raffles' uh, shot blocking technique. You know, 
I would love like what? a high ankle sprain. Give me a high yeah. ankle sprain. Something I can understand. Nobody ever just like, oh yeah, my fucking, I broke, I broke a couple of toes. You know, this no. never seems to happen. Well, because they got rid of Michael Raffle. Like, no, we got a complex how, of the he whole. He was real good for a good region. high ankle sprain or broken is, foot once. A these season. are fake. These aren't things anyone's ever heard of. The complex of the whole pelvic region. That's not that something. Mean? I've been watching sports for 30 years. I've never heard anyone say that. No. The super highway of the pelvis. Yeah. Who's that? Isn't there like a picture that they named some kind of like injury after? Yeah. Yeah. So so now this is going to be like the Ryan Ellis. When they discover how you break your entire pelvic region, now this is going to be the Ryan Ellis. I just. How? <laughs> how does this shit keep happening? I don't know. I don't know. Bobby Brink, Joel Favre, they like. Every potential bright spot is just like, yeah, Sean Couturier, you know how you loved him? His back don't work no more. Like, how? Why? Kevin Hayes, we all love him. Just kidding. He has got a core injury. Yeah, he's got three surgeries. He's got three surgeries in six months. Let's see how this goes. Uh, (laughs) Get him back out there. It's fine. Play through it. Yeah, put him back out there. Oh, he's he's in tremendous pain, and it's obvious to everyone watching. Let's keep playing him. Gotta work Uh, through it. Just... This fucking team. All right, we have some mailbag questions. Um, fuck it. Let's take a break here and then oh. get to the mailbag questions. How about that? Oh, I like that. Yeah, oh, let's just not. get it out of the way. I don't Dad's even know how. Dad's not here. Let's do whatever we want. Yeah. All right. Uh, so stay tuned for this message from our sponsors, etc. cetera, uh, and then mailbag. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Okay, fam, we are back, and we have, you know, I gotta give it to our listeners and our our Twitter followers. Um, we would love not to talk about the Flyers. Yeah, you guys are fucking sickos. And, and the vast majority, <laughs> the vast majority of these questions are about the Flyers. Why and are I you am, like this? How do you even have questions? Like, <laughs> they're bad. The end. <laughs> just... We've said everything there is to yeah. say. <laughs> I don't, that's, I start every, I start every one of my overnight shifts with, uh, like, hey, if you want to talk about the Flyers, I'm here. I always said if I'm a host at WIP, I would open it up to hockey because I was one of those people who said, why don't they talk more hockey? Uh, now I throw in, it's cheaper than therapy. So if you're sick like me, go (laughs) ahead. And I start threatening people. I'm like, I want to talk Phillies and Eagles. But if you don't call and talk to me about them, I will punish you with flyers talk. <laughs> I will begin. Ooh, to, I, I love that. I will begin to talk about the flyers until until someone calls up and tells me why we should or shouldn't trade Tyrese Maxey for Kevin Durant. Like wow. I, I'll do it. I swear I will. Like a gun to your head. That's what flyers <laughs> talk is. And I'm the flyers guy. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so you're all sick and twisted. Uh, we have some questions, many of them Flyers-related. 
we're going to lead it off with one of my favorite Twitter follows, uh, Dr. Evil Gritty. I threw this one in because it's real. it's a real tough one. Top five Chuck Fletcher decisions during his tenure with the Flyers. So the five best. (laughs) Are there five? That was my question. And he, it was funny. He just listed the three decisions on Justin Braun, which which are hilarious. That that might be true. (laughs) Those, I, I mean, honestly, on their face, all three of those are like pretty good. You, like tra- you brought him in yeah. for cheap. You traded him at the deadline for an asset. You brought him back cheap again to play on the third pair. None trading of those are bad. For, trading for him? Trading him away? There's actually four, right? Because they had to re-sign him. Oh, God. <laughs> right? There okay, so a- four of the five are Justin Braun. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is... Uh, I still think the Ellis Trading trade. away Nolan Patrick yeah. and Phil Myers. I still think the Ellis trade's a success. I mean, I, I do, but also, I now I feel like every GM knew that he was fucked. Yeah, no. And that's I, why he was so cheap. I get the feeling. Still, though, getting rid of Nolan Patrick. No, how? Looking at it on its face now, how in the fuck did we think we were getting a number one defenseman? And, like, it, he's not Victor Hedman, Ryan Ellis, but, like... He's definitely below. Definitely a top pair and like a guy you can play number one minutes for trash. Our literal trash. I, we for a second thought that Chuck Fletcher was like a bad motherfucker, and we were like, look what he did. Every GM in the league knew. Yeah. They all I knew that he was fucked. We cannot, cannot believe the position that we are in. I like I if like just take a step back. This time last year, we were fucking pumped for Ryan Ellis. Yeah. Like Chuck Fletcher sure fixed our problems. And you know, just they flyers all over it. Like they the flyers flyers us. Just rude. Unbelie- unbelievable. Yeah, it's so I, I just had to go back and check on Justin Braun. So they traded for him prior to 2019-20, which was mm-hmm. the successful year. We thought everything was great. And then uh, that, he had, that was the final year of his deal. So they re-signed him to a two-year deal. They traded him at the end of last season, at the deadline, and he was on an expiring contract. And now they've brought him back. So there were four... Ju- the majority of the things Chuck Fletcher has done for this team are Justin Braun related. Four of five, Justin Braun. Number five, uh, that time that he was forced to re-sign Zach McEwen <laughs> by an arbitrator. <laughs> that's number five. That's, think about- the arbitrator just does the salary, not the actual contract. Well, no, but you ha- I think you have to sign them at that point to that salary. No? Isn't that how it works? Go to arbitration. The can you walk away from? Like, I think you're like bound can you walk to away? it, right? Yeah, I think I think at that point, yeah, I you have to sign walk away. Yeah, somebody can tell us. Can you Charlie just be was like, here, no? I think that's happened before, where teams are like, no. yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it has happened before. I'm not sure. I, I can't remember, but so like, you don't have to qualify just, someone. You don't have to give them a qualifying yeah. offer, and that's what you go to arbitration for. It's too late at night. My brain's anyway, working. Yeah. I can't. Anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit fried too, but that's that's 
I'm just sure. Dad's not here. We don't know hockey I'm anymore. Still, I'm still back on Justin Braun. And <laughs> no, like, think about that's the title of the the show. I'm still back on Justin. I, Braun. Much like Chuck Fletcher. Uh, no, but think about the lack of anything Chuck Fletcher has done for this team since that summer. Like. He's made four Justin Braun moves and, like, three other total moves. Who else has he even brought in? Eric Gustafson and Cam Atkinson? Like, who else? Is there another NHL general manager who has four, has made four transactions involving, like, a number seven defenseman? One third pair defenseman. Like, I don't, what are, why so many? (laughs) He brought in Tony D'Angelo. That happened. Yeah. But like that's it. Like that's the I'm only move. Trying to think of who else. That's the only movie made this year. Like, yeah. <laughs> what else has he done? Thompson and Grant and going into the trade deadline Cam in the twenty playoffs. Yeah, Cam Atkinson. Like fifty percent of Chuck Fletcher's moves have been. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll it's move impre- on. It's impressive. Yeah, it, it truly, it's it makes up. A large chunk of the moves he's made since summer 20, 2019, which is insane. Uh, our buddy Chris Nafe has a few questions here. What would it take for Fletcher to be fired? Who were the legitimate candidates uh, for team president and GM? Would the president bring in a new GM or would that role go to Briere? I think it's Briere and I think the president is Chuck Fletcher. I think you're right, too. I think if the team is shit midway through the season, Chuck gets fired up to president and they bring Danny Breer in to try to fix it before the deadline. Something um, like that. I I do think there's less of a chance they just hold on to Chuck now, right? Because it's been so bad. I don't know how you... Like, like, what's the justification? So here's, here's my thought process, right? Like, it would be very flyers to... Take away, I mean, he's not, he wouldn't be promoted up because he's already team president. Chuck Fletcher's already team president, so he would just be getting fired from his general manager role, but keep the president role, and I just don't think that makes sense. Does he fire himself as president? it, it (laughs) It just, it doesn't make sense. And I don't think that Dandy Briere is ready to be GM. And I think that that's what the Flyers are going to say, which means, like, if, if I'm looking at all of this, they're going to need a new president and a new general manager. And I have absolutely no idea who that would be. I mean, I, I hope that they've learned a lesson in that that needs to be two separate jobs. Like, there needs to be a hockey person above the general manager that holds the general manager accountable for hockey shit. Like that so, has to be two I mean, that's jobs. The president. Right. Okay. That's what I mean. Like it but has like, to be also, two that's jobs. That's the general manager's job. The general manager should not need handholding. That's not he he not handholding. And he needs a boss. He needs accountability. And, and Dave Scott isn't a hockey guy. Like that's you know why. Who, who, are you going to say, are you going to say Paul Holmgren? No. Are you going to say Bob Clark? What are you going to say? It's, it's somebody who's already been mentioned, mentioned on today's show. Is it? Is it Dean Lombardi? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> it fucking will be Dean Lombardi. Watch. Is, is he still in the organization? Like, I have yes! trouble believing it. He's on no, the masthead. No, he is. Head. He's still there. Whatever the fuck you call the page on the website that's not a masthead because that's not, ice they're not a publication. Executive with, ice hockey executive with the Philadelphia Flyers. That's, yes. That's something else. 
He's listed right there. It's like Holmgren, Clark, fucking Dean Lombardi. How do they not, like, how does Comcast and Dave Scott look at this thing and go, yeah, we want these people in charge? That's what's, like, very baffling to me because, like, like, how? how Bobby Clark with a literally unregulated budget could not win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Why now do we think that's possible? Like why yeah, why are we listening to him? Like, why is he in the room? Why is he in the room? And like what kind of hold like why do they have such a hold on Dave Scott? Like why is he so desperate to sit at this cool guy's table that like I I have a lot of trouble blaming Dave Scott because like it's he's the owner of the team he's not ed snyder he shouldn't be involved in the no no no. but here's the thing because he decided to give chuck fletcher two jobs president and general manager there's nobody but him to clean out that fucking front office i think that was him though i think it was the board i don't know The, the flyers definitely have a board of directors i think it was them then what, what purpose does Dave Scott serve? Yeah, what's, what's he doing? He's the owner. Like, that's... I mean, he's not the owner. Comcast the Spectacor CEO. is the owner. Yeah. He's the CEO of right. Comcast Spectacor. he's the Spectacor. CEO of Spectacor. That's what I mean. I that's think, all that Dave Scott is. Yeah, that's the thing. He's the guy. Like, blaming he's in him... Charge. Yeah. Yeah, blaming him for, like, the granular hockey moves doesn't make any sense. But since there's no hockey president, like, if Dean Lombardi was the president, he could be the guy to be like, all right, Chuck, you're fucking fired. But there's no guy like Chuck is that guy and Chuck's not going to fire himself. So right. Dave has to fire him. And that's the issue is that Dave Scott seems to think that this group of people know what they're doing. And they very clearly don't. So they don't. So they need to clear house, man. So Dave needs to take a step back and be like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, I would imagine that someone has to be showing him, like, the articles from national publications that are like, this team is a joke and an embarrassment. Like, is he not reading these things? Does he think all of them are- They were literally laughing at the Flyers on the draft broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, like, uh, we're the bottom of- confidence in the front office based it's, on a poll by the athletic.com that was what i wanted to talk yes. about oh, okay oops no it's um, gonna be no a, kelly i think you're totally right yeah. like you're spot on i think again we had the same point we just came at it from different directions it's like just Dave like, scott is the one that needs to clear house yes yes and what is it going to take for him to realize that these people are fucking up his shit it's gonna be this year's attendance will be the wake up it's got to be because it's going to be. Real I don't bad. think so. It's going to be. Guys, I really don't think so. It's going to be so bad stuff. If they are, if they don't come, they have to come out of the gate like, like, like a house on fire. Like they have to be like crazy good out of the gate for anybody to go to these games. Like I know one season ticket holder. He did not renew his season tickets. Like it's just like I, I think it's going to be real bad. And. No one's going to come unless they're good. And they don't really look like they're going to be. So... Every, every season ticket holder I've talked to said they didn't, they didn't renew. And yeah. 
uh, I've run into quite a few of them in the last few months. The only it's, ones that I've seen like on Twitter that did are the people that accidentally forgot to cancel, and they're like, "Well, they took <laughs> half my money. I they guess got I'm rolled keep over. Them. Yeah, they got yeah. Rolled over. That's yeah, like so when good. you." Like I, I pay full price for the athletic because I forget to cancel it every yeah. year. Like I'm the yeah. asshole paying Charlie's salary. That's I. But the the flyer season ticket holders are old. Yeah, they're they're old and they're not on Twitter. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is, first of all, yeah, I'm not I talking about Twitter interactions. I don't. Talk I don't about the flyers on Twitter. I don't think that base of people is that big anymore. Like, I don't think okay. the season, I think if you have a full building for a Flyers game, I don't think the majority of those people are season ticket holders. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think they are. Maybe no, they are. Not. I mean, there's, there's no <clears throat> reason to do it anymore because their tickets sell for like six fucking dollars on StubHub. Like right. you're losing a ton of money on the games you don't go to. And who would go to 41 of these pieces of shit? So when you have, you know a solid at least half of the home games looking like the Florida Panther games that everyone fucking makes fun of. It's not like, I don't know how you can't have that affect you like just as a business person. And like the Penguins and Rangers are going to come into the stadium and embarrass them by taking the place over this year. Oh my God. So many of them. Yeah. Oh, and Caps fans oh. probably. Caps fans, yeah. Islanders fans, they're going to start fans. coming. Because Anybody they can get here on a train or a bus. That's and, it. and that's everyone. Yeah. Yeah, the whole fucking division. I mean, it's if you have, what like... what we're named for. Right, like, if you have, like, a fans of Philly in Boston, like, why wouldn't you be planning trips to take yeah. over the Wells Fargo Center for a, a Bruins-Flyers game? That's, it would be I, very Don't worry, it won't do. be cheap, though, fam. It won't yeah. be cheap. No, I was legitimately thinking the other day, because of what attendance is going to be, I was like, we got to get to, we got to have like events, like getting people. And I was like, do I really want to be part of bringing people to these games? Like, I don't know. No. They might offer us some tickets and I don't know. I was going to say, do we get something for this? I can, listen, I can be bought very easily. Oh yeah, no, if it's sponsored, if it's sponsored, like fucking Miller Lite presents go to a game with us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's fucking go. (laughs) Give us a section. We'll be loud. We'll be the only ones there. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm coming up for the home opener. <laughs> if you guys want to give us a section for the home opener, we'll cheer. Also, like, can I just get like five minutes with Dave Scott? I'll be respectful. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. It's a I rebuild. Have, I would Charlie. also like five minutes. A it's a- I'm just gonna sit. I'm gonna sit across the table from him, make eye contact, and say no words. I'm it's a retool, get- Charlie. Oh God, that was so good. <laughs> God, that was like, I, like, I'm not even, like, it's like the high point of my life was when Charlie had that room. Charlie one-on-one with Chuck. So good. Like, just the gall. The gall to be like, it's a retool. Well, you brought in one new guy. Congratulations. Oh, and a fighter. You brought in a fighter, too. It's gonna make a difference. People <laughs> like that shit. Um, and Justin Braun again. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't count? Four he was here all charm. year. <laughs> he was gone for five minutes. <laughs> he played a playoff round. He didn't even round. sell his house. Oh god! He didn't have time. No. <laughs> By the time he found a realtor, he was back. <laughs> uh, one more from Chris. Uh, between Kelly, Steph, and Charlie, who's the likeliest candidate to go with Bill to WrestleMania 40? I mean, it's definitely Kelly. I would definitely yeah. go. Yeah. 
for sure. Steph lives in Georgia. <laughs> and Kelly is Charlie liked... a wrestling guy? I don't think I don't think Charlie ever watched wrestling. I liked wrestling in the nineties. Yeah. Kelly Sounds once sent me a Kelly once sent me a Bret Hart Christmas card. I did. Yeah. Bret Hart, I put a, a Santa Claus hat on his head. Uh, <laughs> is WrestleMania the one where it's like people get knocked out? That was the worst uh, question that God I bless ever you. No, asked. that's the Royal Rumble where they throw each other out of the ring. That's, yes, that's, thank you. All right, Bill, Bill's been working with me long enough to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. So I was, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago and they did a drinking game for Royal Rumble from like, it was Royal Rumble from like 2002. Mm-hmm. And everyone was assigned like a handful of numbers. And whenever your guy got thrown out, you had to finish your drink. That's not bad. It, it was, from what I heard, a lot of fun. And that's something I would have gone to, but I do live in Georgia. I might have to look into that next year. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, Michael Johnson, uh, your favorite shows and movies? Um, is anyone like, I, I'm kind of in between things right now. I still have to watch the finale of uh, Only Murders. Um, I haven't. I haven't gotten into season two of that. Is it good? It's real good. I've been I haven't gotten it. into season two yet either. Excellent. I started. Uh, I started the X Files. It's just kind of slow. I'm on like I'm in the, like the middle of season two. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Did you not watch it in real time the first time around? No. Oh shit! I wonder how it holds up. I love the movies, which is why yeah. I wanted to start it because I just one day like watched the movie, uh, the original one from like '96. And then it was, then I watched like the 09 one and I was like, these are good. And I always meant to get into it. And now I finally have. I would imagine the early seasons are a little rough just because it was so long ago. It's so fucking like. It's Very not, 1994. It, like, yeah. 1994 <laughs> is still like 1989 in terms of what television looks like. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I just finished. Oh, well, we all just finished Better Call Saul. That was outstanding. I did not. I'm not going to say any spoilers. I only no saw the first spoilers. So here's what's weird about Better Call Saul, Bill. It took me, like, I watched, like, the first three episodes, and I was like, eh, I don't, yeah. I don't know about this show. And then, like, years later, people in the Slack chat were like, watch the show. And then the second time around, for some reason, it, like, immediately clicked with me, and I binged the first four seasons in, like, five seconds. I bet I'll get to it at some point. Uh, I just, I watched, like, the first two seasons, and I liked it, and then... I was like, I, I fell behind and never watching. felt the need to catch up. I still need to. A bunch of people have asked me about the newest Woodstock 99 documentary. I haven't watched that You were that there. Yet. That's right. Yeah. I haven't watched that series. Apparently, it's like four episodes. I haven't watched that yet. It's like two or three. Yeah, it's like three or four episodes. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I need to watch that. Uh, the people who planned Woodstock 99 got what they deserved, as far as I'm concerned. They How were, were bad you there? People. Were you there, uh, like... The whole time? The whole time. Did you participate in the riot? No, I think you know I didn't. <laughs> My friends and I, it was me and three other girls, and we had just, I'm not even, we had just graduated from high school. I'm old. And so we were a little terrified because shit was getting real fucky. Yeah. And like a lot of things were on fire, and someone had shit in our tent while we were off. <laughs> We I were. remember you telling someone shit in our story. tent. So we had to like leave all of our stuff and we were just like, okay, how do we get out of here? Cause it was like on an air force base. Yeah. You had to take a bus into. So it was very much like, we have to go. 
because we might die. Like, it was a little bit scary at the time. Um, but uh, ultimately fun, on the whole. That's the, the documentary was so great because they're, like, the whole time building up to, to something horrible going on. Like, something bad is going to happen. But it's really just, like, the first couple of days, okay, you know, there's not enough water and it's real hot. But yeah. it's just like a good, lively concert. Of course, people got fucked up in the pit. Like yeah. I've been, I've had concussions in the pit at Festival Pier. I bet when there's two hundred thousand people around, it's a little dangerous. The but- way the the other documentary, the way the other documentary tried to make it seem like the Limp Biscuit set was like some kind of like firecracker. Like mm, no, that was just people having fun in a yeah. mosh pit. That's just what music the fi- was then. The fire started during the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. under the bridge, they which is handed, not a very... Ex- they handed out candles. They, they gave everyone fire. Like the they people gave everyone who planned, candles. The yes. people who planned the fucking event gave a bunch of drunk lunatics fire. Yes. And yes. they were like, oh my God, things are on fire. Who <laughs> could have seen this coming? Yeah. It's... That's yeah, a, yeah. It's, that's great to. I highly recommend the new Woodstock. I'm gonna have uh, to watch that. Yeah, the new Woodstock documentary. Very fucking funny. What else um, have I been watching? Bake Off reruns. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm also in between shows right now. Um, I just finished watching The Magicians again, and if you like, um, anything that's like vaguely supernatural, uh, you would fucking love it. The did, Magicians is a great fucking show. Did you watch uh, Hot Day? No, I haven't yet. It took me okay. a minute to remember what Hot <laughs> Day was. No, I haven't yet. I had to check with Ed because I we share an account. I'm we share an account, and I had to make sure that he had watched it first. Um, he did, so now it's my turn. I think tonight. I think tonight is the night. Cool. Hot D. Hot D for Steph D. There it is. That was bad. Uh, both wrestling shows have been great lately. Uh, WWE and AEW really, really been I've awesome. I've heard. It it's seems crazy. like we're in some kind of like second golden age of wrestling right it's now. It's kind of crazy when you get the uh, nearly octogenarian guy who's been in a bubble and doesn't know what the fuck's going on in the world for the last 30 years. You get him out. Um, <laughs> the product improves. It's crazy. It's Wild, truly, though. truly insane how that works. Um, all right. We can go to uh, Dollar Dogs for All now. Regular contributor. Friend uh, of the show. Yeah, friend. Yes, friend of the show. So Flyers Twilight Zone. We're back to this thing now. The team. Oh, no. uh, what, would an, what would an alternate universe look like where Ron Hextall remained in power and the Flyers completed his rebuild? Now, four years after being fired, speculate on the moves he, he'd have made. Would Johnny be flyer? Would Hack still be employed here, etc.? Uh, I'll tell you, it'd look exactly the same because his yeah. plan, his plan was the current plan. the The problem is that <laughs> his his plan was a good one, but he didn't really make a single roster changing pick. So we'd still be stuck with all these like middle six players, yeah, and like nothing game breaking and And ron didn't seem interested in making hockey trades for nhl talent so i don't really know where we 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 would probably still be in the building phase i would imagine maybe uh, we'd be exactly where we are because this is what they're doing like they're trying to rebuild on the fly and we know that doesn't work because when you pick ninth to 17th you don't get fucking awesome players like that's just not how it goes not us anyway 
No. Yeah, like every now and then you luck into someone, like, you know, Jeru, but you only get so many Jerus, you know? Uh, it, it's just... We'd yeah. be exactly where we are now. Yeah, Hack would probably be gone because they'd be mediocre for it. Maybe not. Maybe he'd just put up with that. Uh, like, oh, yeah, we lost in the first round. We almost got in. Like, maybe he'd put up with it because it was his guy. I doubt yeah. it. Uh, he might eventually fire him just, like, based on pressure from yeah. the guys above him. Like, listen, you have to do something or we're going to fire you. But, yeah, I don't really think anything would be materially different. Like, we might have a few different faces. But it would still be the same not great bullshit that we're dealing with right now. Seeing as they're doing the same exact thing all over again, um, I guess as much as like Chuck Fletcher appears to be inept, this has to be coming like you're not allowed to tear it down and rebuild. Like this has to be coming from above, right? Oh, it's very clearly the the group of people that advise the general manager and who ha are also advi advising Dave Scott they the tribunal. they yeah they don't want to they don't think it's flyers culture to tear it down and rebuild to get good yeah yeah cuz they're going to do it a different way cuz they're smarter than everyone else they're going to literally fight their way into the playoffs this year yeah you get they points on the scoreboard for for major penalties i've heard do you think that they play too much fantasy hockey? Don't you get points in fantasy hockey for fights? You do. Penalty minutes, shit? all that stuff. Yeah. Bob plays too much ESPN fantasy hockey. He doesn't realize that you don't actually get points for hits. Ugh, it's so bad. Alright. Um, what else? Yeah, let's 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 stick with this. Uh, let's stick with uh, Dollar Dogs here. I think that's Ray, right? That's his name. It is Ray, yeah. 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 Um, rank hot dog preparation. He ranks roller dogs from Seven Eleven at two a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, picnic mm -hmm. dogs, a little burnt. Chicago mm -hmm. dogs, corn dogs. Okay, okay, okay. A respectable ranking for me. I would say. The the grilled hot dog that's a little bit burnt is yeah. best for me. Number two, Toronto Street Dog, which I don't know if you've ever had one of these, but they cut them in like a spirally kind of way. So they get a lot of like crispy burnt edges mm -hmm. and they're okay. also cooking yeah. them on a grill. They're not like boiled like New York hot dogs. And then they have like way more toppings than makes any sense for a street cart. Like just like random ass toppings. So number two is Toronto Street Dog. Number three, I'm going to say, did you ever take, my mom, my mom used to make these when we were kids, and she called them high-class hot dogs. You would take a hot dog, split it down the middle, put cheese in the little cut, oh, and yeah. wrap, it, wrap it in bacon, and then bake it in the oven. That's on the list for me. Mostly because of nostalgia. That's... And then, um, I'm going to say Wawa hot dog at 2 a.m. from mm. the little steamer case. The steamer case used to have hot sausages that were, like, my favorite thing at Wawa ever, and they don't have them anymore. Fucking Wawa. Um, it just continues to decline. They just take away everything I like. Uh, grilled, little burnt. I need that yeah. with mustard and onion. Um, Always mustard. Dollar dogs at the Phillies game. That's really the only time. Like, a barbecue or Phillies games when they're a dollar are the only times I really eat hot dogs. Ballpark uh, hot dogs are good. They are good. 
I gotta go. I gotta go from the uh, the old A and W root beer in the Deptford Mall. Uh, corn dog nuggets. Ooh. Those were awesome. And oh. I I cannot sit here for a second longer and listen to you people and the wealth of riches disparage Wawa. I would give a vital organ for one single Wawa down here. And I also don't eat hot dogs, so I don't. You don't eat hot dogs at all? I would rather starve than eat any hot dog. Oh my god. It's fucking wild. We used to have a. What's your problem with a hot dog? It's the casing. It, the, it, I just, it's the texture thing. Do you like other sausages? Do you like other sausages? I'm not making a dick joke. You don't like any sausages. That's wild. In line, it's the casing. For some reason, that I just can't get around, right. like the snap and then meat. Fair enough. I just, I, I'm not weird about textures, but there's something about a sausage and the snap and then the meat. <laughs> I love a question that takes us to a place where we're having this specific discussion. In line with your, uh, your high class hot dogs, Kelly. At uh, when when me and Frankie were running a uh, bomb bomb in Glassboro, we invented the Philly dog, which oh. was a uh, a hot dog wrapped in bacon that we would deep fry. Oh, and then on the dog we would have Philadelphia cream cheese, cheese whiz, and fried onions. I'm gonna be honest with you, Bill. I don't know how you and Frankie didn't end up as like moguls of a franchise <laughs> every time i hear you talk about the shit that you would make at this place it sounds incredible you know I like, agree. you might have just been ahead of your time i don't I know agree. i don't know how we didn't make it either um <laughs> it turns out like get the band back together me and two me still in college and my two drinking buddies just out of college running a business together probably wasn't the best idea <laughs> Okay, okay, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. We're all doing fine now. Yeah, we're just yeah. not running a business together. <laughs> Get the band back together, in my opinion. Alright, this is just another question about other GMs, and I, I don't think we need to look at other GMs, because I think his name's Danny Briere, so we'll skip that one. Yeah. Uh, PhillyGuy0818 Who or what are you most rooting for this year that isn't the Flyers? I just gotta go with Quick games and as little overtime as possible. Oh, that sounds good. Like, give me a Tuesday game that ends at, like, 9.15. Oh, yeah. No whistles. Straight through. Like, post game is posted before 11 p.m. Oh, that's the good shit right oh, there. Oh, my God. That would be tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else am I rooting for? Uh, I want both teams to have fun out there. Um... I'm rooting for like a 115 point season for Johnny Columbus to make the playoffs. I'm sorry to say I'm hoping Ottawa looks good. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. Um, what else am I? I don't know what else I'm excited about. I do want to see. I, I don't want Ottawa to actually be good, but I do want to see Giroux like lead the league in assists and to score like 55 goals just because it would be funny. Um, all this I mean, time later, he finally has his guy. Feels right. <laughs> I hope they lose every game 7-6 and all points are Giroud to the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. 
Uh, I don't know. I would like to go see a game in Calgary this year. I really want to go to the Saddle Dome. That looks like a good time. Yeah. I don't know why I don't just do it. I say it every year. And eventually they're going to tear it down. So I should probably get on it. I want to walk across the catwalk, though. And I, like, I'm not going to oh, go as God. media, but I want an opportunity to do the media thing. Oh, my God. Steph, get me credentialed at the Saddle Dome. I want to walk across the thing. I know you can. I might be able to. I'm trying to think if Matchsticks and Gasoline has credentials and they don't, but I think that's just because Mark lives in Boston. I'll work on it. Fucking right. I would love to walk across that thing. It would be so fun. Um, So I would love to go to an Arizona game this year because I just think that's going to be a lot of fun. Good luck, buddy. Flyers might I don't care who they're playing. They could play whoever. Maybe they'll play the idiot Flyers and there will be no one there except for me. That would be cool. Although you could probably go as press, so you wouldn't even need a ticket. Yeah. Um... I think what's much more likely is that I'll go to a Canes game or Nashville game, and I haven't been to either one of those arenas yet. Oh, my God. We should go to a Canes game. Yeah. Dr. T will set us the fuck up. If we leave our houses at the same time, you in Philadelphia, me in Atlanta, to drive to Raleigh, you would get there before me. Where is Atlanta? I don't understand how you're so far from everything. It's Atlanta is so far inland. I'm like damn near in Tennessee and Alabama. Like it's, it's in that upper corner of Georgia. Everything gets so weird down there. Yeah. I don't know geography well. Me neither. I didn't know that Atlanta was this far away from fucking everything. Remember, was it a, did we do like those geography tests on a podcast once? We did. I don't think it went well. Oh my God, Bill. I think it was me and you on yelling about sports. That might've been it. <laughs> Oh my god, we were so bad. The good old days. We were so bad. So, uh, from Flyers fan 39. Oh, I want to go to the Vegas game in December. That's something I want to do. Oh, that sounds fun. I want to go back to Vegas. Um, Oh, yeah, I want to go back to Vegas. From Flyers fan 39. Is Chuck gone if we aren't in a playoff spot by December? Feel like ownership is giving him a chance, but with a short leash. I, I say yes. So. I say if they're still fucked by Christmas, he's got to, he's got That's, to be. If they're bad, right? Like, what is it? What does it take? Like, he's uh, like the question is playoff spot. If they're a couple of points out of the wild card, is he gone? Yeah, that's a problem. Well, you have like the whole have to be in a playoff spot by American Thanksgiving, or you're not going to get into one. Which is silly, but that's a thing. I think if they're close, then he keeps his job. If they're just abjectly terrible, I think he'll get fired yeah. by Christmas. Uh, and why do our top prospects always seem to fizzle out? I've got a theory. Because none of them are actually top prospects? There's that one. And also, <laughs> the team ruins them all. That could be. Every last one of them. I just like my dad driver was calling. So I missed all of the questions. Sorry. You didn't miss much. much. (laughs) I just think like Morgan Frost isn't that good. That's the problem. Like that's why I've been saying for two years. I've been saying that's why they drafted him where they did. Cause nobody else. I've been saying, I think he could be a fine three C like three C is not like 
And, like, not that many teams have a 3C that lights the world on fire. Like, he would be good as a 3C if he hadn't gotten injured so much. And also, I don't Maybe not. I don't know. I'm so fucking tired of Morgan Frost. I know. Can we, can we like, mute I, his name from the I timeline? truly would love to move on from him. Like, yeah. just to, If he goes and prospers somewhere else, that's one of those I'll write it off as bad luck. I think that organizationally, like, the ethos is that there's, like, a very, like, narrow window that a good hockey player has to fit within. And if you're too far to the offensive side, that's not good. If you're too far to the defensive side, that's not good. We got to get you right in the middle. So if you're scoring too many goals, let's, let's slow that down a little bit. Let's bring you back a little bit. There's just, there's obviously something going on with the development, and I'm not a hockey expert. I've never played the game. You can't miss on everyone. Right. The Flyers have missed on every single one because they fuck them up when they get here. That's... I mean, Cam York, they haven't fucked up yet. Haven't Joel they? Farabee, they didn't fuck up. Here's the thing. They're making Cam York play third pair of minutes. Why? Well, I mean... The season hasn't started yet. I mean, so. that's what they're doing. It's going to be York Probably. and Braun on the third pair. Yeah. Probably. But who knows? Tortorella could do some crazy shit. Maybe. Innovator, that guy. Um, <laughs> Steinzella. Uh, what team should we watch slash root for if it won't be the Fly- since it won't be the Flyers? Ugh. God, I mean, listen, Just rooting enjoy- for Claude Giroux is easy. Yeah. Not if you're Bill. Not if you're Bill. For everybody enjoy, else, easy. Enjoy the best team possible. Like, watch Colorado. Yeah. Enjoy, like, enjoy watching an all-star team. Because you have to watch this garbage. Watch the best imaginable team. If it's Tampa, if it's Colorado, whoever it is, watch them. And then get on that bandwagon, because it's nice and fun and easy. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I... So, like, during the season, I admittedly pretty much only watch Flyers games because there are so many of them and we, the three of us, have like a lot of work surrounding each of those games. So it's like hard for me to like find the time and the energy to watch some like random hockey game on a Wednesday night. If the the Flyers aren't playing and I don't have to do a pregame, Bill doesn't have to do a postgame, like I just want to like not think about hockey for that day. Guess what my wife doesn't want to do? Sit there and watch hockey with me when I don't have to for work. Right. So watching the playoffs this year, like, it was like being a kid again, like, remembering how fun, like, why I like this so much. Like, I remembered for a minute why I like this so much. So, yeah, watch some good hockey games, good hockey teams. Like, we have no emotional involvement. Everyone's talented as fuck. And you can just, like... Enjoy the sport that you love that the Flyers are slowly killing for you. Or quickly killing, really. Uh, these two, these two uh, questions go together. Christopher James asks, worst case scenario, Scott Lawton's death stare asked for uh, each host's optimistic view of, uh, let's just call it this year. Um, worst case to me, I said it already, mediocrity. Yeah. Best case, they're real bad and... They're able to trade like Cam Atkinson. Um, 
maybe even Kevin Hayes looks healthy enough that you're able to move on from it. They just make so much fucking money. Their contracts are so... No one's taking term. I don't even know of a possible Stop best Stop giving case Chuck scenario. Fletcher excuses. He's listening to this and he's being no, like, guys, I, you're right. It's I know. Hard. That's I, I know what he's going to say. I just... I don't even know if there's... Because of this, I don't know if there's a best-case scenario because I think the organization's incompetent. Um, I well, guess best-case scenario is they're just good enough to get into a wild card and we watched a little bit of good hockey. I, I, best-case scenario... Sorry, Kelly. It's okay. Best-case scenario is their worst team in the league. Yeah. That's the, the best... Best-case best scenario. Yeah, the best-case scenario is that this ridiculous plan of theirs to goon up and do nothing else backfires so spectacularly that they have no choice but to fire everybody and rethink the entire thing and bring in some new voices. And hopefully it's not Chuck Fletcher trying to move these contracts at the deadline. It's a guy that knows what he's doing. Like, that's probably the I best just, case scenario. I just I don't think I'm lucky enough for this to happen. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was my best case scenario. It's the best thing that could happen. I just think, like... I just, I think we're gonna, the backup goalie situation is low-key, like, the worst thing. Like, we are going to lose Carter Hart for 20 games, at least. It's gonna happen. Maybe not a chunk of 20, four or five here and there. He's not gonna be able to play. And if it's Troy Grosnick, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen behind this team. I don't know. Even if he doesn't get hurt, what's the most games like? What? How many? What's the most games he's ever started? I my computer went to sleep, 50? so I'm like trying to. Yeah, like is he? Does he get close to sixty starts? Like, no. They could very well lose every game that the backup starts because we don't have a backup goalie. Like, and the team in front is garbage, so, like, yeah. they're not going to get a lot of support. No, yeah. It, not just the team, but specifically the defense. Like, the whole team is garbage, but the defense is well, the, hot, steaming the, garbage. The thing about the defense is How are they going to score? That's my thing. Here's the Another thing. Another great question. The defense, I think, if everything falls correctly, could be not bad. Like, there is a chance that Provorov and D'Angelo work well together. There is a chance that Travis Sanheim can once again hoist Rasmus Ristolainen's big-ass body onto his back and carry him around the ice so that the second pair isn't a disaster. And Justin Braun and Cam York will be fine for the eight minutes a night that they're playing. Defense could be fine. I don't know who the fuck's scoring goals. That's my yeah. thing. Like, and in those an backup games... In those You're backup not going to win any 1-0 games, fam. No. In no. those backup games, like if they need to score four... How? <laughs> How? <laughs> no. Carter Hart's career high for starts was last year, 44. His four years in the league, he started 30, 40, 25, and 44 games. Oh, yeah, we're fully fucked as far You're as... You're talking about goes. half the season with no goalie. <laughs> and I that's, if he's, that's if he's put, healthy. Like, pencil, let's pencil him in. money... On Provorov and D'Angelo, one of them, punching each other in the face before the end of the season, I would do that before I would put money on them working together as a pair. Uh, it's, it's probably not going to work, but I do think just because what do we know works well with Provorov? A good puck mover. 
Yeah. Tony D'Angelo can do that. Yeah. So Yeah, but not one with attitude. Provorov's got enough of that for the for the whole fucking maybe defense. They'll, maybe they'll be BFFs and they it's those two and they fucking hate everybody it's, else. That's once, that would be something. Once again, I know no one likes it. I don't particularly like it. Tony D'Angelo was a popular player in the Canes locker room. They liked him. Forget about his oh, personality. This was more of a Provorov thing. Sorry, I should have been more clear. Uh, Provorov is a dick. That's what I'm. That's oh yeah. What yeah. I was pointing uh, just to. Just forget about his personality. Um, Tony D'Angelo is a top five player on this team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, who's going to score the goals is going to be him. Yeah. Like, Sometimes. Yeah. Him He'll and Sean score two, give front. up three. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. Minus fine. one. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's fine. I just, like, looking at this team, uh, there's not even, especially with, like, Farabee hurt and, like, their highest upside guy and Brink hurt, like, D'Angelo is easily a top five player on this team. Yep. (laughs) All right, a couple of more and we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, This is a fun one. What are your go-to late night stacks that involve little to no actual cooking prep? I like to do... This is going to be disgusting. I take a, like a tortilla. I heat it up on the stove. Like on, like not in a pan, just like on the stove. Um, and then I put two slices of American cheese and roll it up and then eat it. That's pretty good. That's like a, a I just got home. It's 1230 a.m. I'm very tired, but I'm going to eat something. That's, I do a lot of That's different variations of nachos just based on whatever cheese I and chips I have. That's a good one. Mostly just like pre prepared like stuff. Yeah. With no prep is the question? Like with yeah, very like little. A very little prep. So I like to make rice and then I put it in the bottom of like a, a pan that I'm putting into the oven and I put some soy sauce, um, some sesame seeds. Sometimes I'll do a little bit of everything bagel seasoning and then I'll mix it with raw broccoli and throw some just raw chicken breast on top, throw it in the oven for 20 minutes and everything comes out cooked and crispy. Are we doing that at Sometimes 2 a.m.? Sometimes I'll also get a little bit nuts and throw some cream cheese on top. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're I'm doing mostly... at 2 a.m.? What? Is that what you're doing at 2 a.m.? Me? Yeah, for a snack. Oh, 2 a.m.? No, I'm going right the fuck to sleep. I missed the question again. It was like if it's the, like, late at night and you want to eat something, little to no preparation, like what are you opening the refrigerator and shoving into your face? I'm going right to bed. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's, uh, like, it's mostly Ben and Jerry's, something Ava prepared, or, <laughs> or like yeah, frozen tequila. Yeah, frozen yeah. taquitos in the uh, air fryer. Like, something Leftovers, like that. Leftovers, like, directly out of the container with the fridge door open. Like, that kind of disgusting shit. I'm a disgusting yeah. person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, like, I'll eat cold rice out of the fridge. I prefer leftovers cold to heat it up. I am disgusting. It depends for me. Like, I hate... It does I'm depend disgusting. on the thing. Yeah. I hate cold pizza. Really? I think it's horrible. I really don't like many cheeses cold. Fair enough. The cheese does get a bit... I like my cheese hot. That's fair. You don't like any, just like, any cheese that isn't cooked? Like, if it's... If if I got, like, a charcuterie board with some fucking salami or some pepperoni, sure. 
But for the most part, I want my cheese melted. Oh, God. I respect it. All right, I last don't. one here because I find it very interesting. Because I totally forgot until I saw this question today, and I was like, what is up with Wade Allison? Uh, Gritison, oh. Gritison, Zero, Gritison Zero said, how about what the fuck is going on with Wade Allison? Uh, he's still unsigned. What the fuck is going on with Wade Allison? Do we not have any cap room? The, I did some digging today, and I found a Bill Meltzer article on Hockey Buzz. And he asked, what is the holdup with uh, Flyers re-signing restricted free agent winger Wade Allison? He says, from what I've been told, it's simply a matter of term, one year or two year, and format, such as a two-way slash one-way arrangement, and should be hammered out in plenty of time for training camp. Uh, and due to all the time he has missed in the previous two seasons, the player remains waiver-exempt. He is not on the... If he is not on the opening night NHL roster and is sent to the Phantoms, he, you know, can't get picked up. Lazinski, same issue. Uh, but it's just, they're working on it. It'll be no big deal. I guess I'll believe that for now. Um, they it are. It would be very flyer. According to, to Cap Friendly, they're two and a half mil over the cap, but that includes Ellis's. 6.25 mil. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, they need to wait until they LTIR somebody, and then they can sign the remaining guys. Yeah, I guess that's... I don't know. I don't know. Or Chuck will just be like, now nah, we don't need your services. I mean, the cap is what? 85, and you're allowed to go 10% over, so they oh, could... Oh, yeah, I guess they could. They yeah. could do it. To be fair, I'm not sure that they know anything about how the salary cap works. It, that's that's a fair, yeah. Yeah. It would be nice, though. He's, like, one of the guys I actually care about watching this year. He was fun when he wasn't hurt. He needs to be healthy, which has been a real issue for him. Uh, but Him and everybody else. He's pretty good. Yeah, it's at this point, like, I can't even be, oh, well, Wade Allison's... No, the whole fucking team is injury prone. If yeah. you're not hurt, like, you're going to be this year. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Brink and Joel Farabee got this hurt without year. playing. Yeah. Yeah. A, a fucking professional athlete in his prime years gets hurt lifting weights. Okay. That's why I don't That's do it. That's normal. That's why I don't work out. It's dangerous. <laughs> all right. Are we done? I'm I done. think so. All right. I'm done. And that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And boom, content. You heard me and Kelly talk about it earlier. If you're getting ready for this season and you're not subscribed, you're missing out. Because not only do you get this show, BSH, our flagship, and, you know, Flyperbole, which I hear is a pretty decent show as well, uh, but our pre- and post-games will be coming back sooner than later. I know, Kelly. I know. I know it's coming back uh they'll be playing soon uh you don't want to miss any of that the uh, excellent coverage here at broad street hockey and our family of podcasts and at broadstreethockey.com so make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star review because we're fucking talking about this team for you and uh it ain't <laughs> because by we're showing up because we're contractually obligated to do so <laughs> Yeah, and we're good people who deserve the five-star reviews, so hook us up. All right, uh, yeah, that's all the time we have. My name's Bill Matz. For Kelly, for Steph, have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports? Yeah! Who's gonna score a hockey goal? 
It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Throw showed Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.